Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm going to start reading at verse 32, and I'm going to read down to verse 40. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32, and I'm in the New King James Version this morning. Amen. It says, and what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, all through faith, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, and turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Verse 35, women received their dead, raised to life again, but others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain by the sword. We're still talking about faith. They wandered in, excuse me, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. But God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Amen. Hallelujah. If you'll bear with me this morning, I just want to make a case for faith. I want to talk about the case for faith. Holy Spirit, this is your service, and I am your servant. Use me like never before today. In the name of Jesus, we all need to hear your voice, me included. So have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can have your seats. Amen. We're going to make a case for faith today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that faith is the substance, right, of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen. Amen. And, and it tells us, as we've been in this series, we've been looking at various elders and patriarchs and people, how they lived the life of faith and were able to apply that faith. And we saw the victories that they received. We saw the testimony, the Bible says in, in the Hebrews 11 too, that by faith the elders obtained a good testimony. Amen. It tells us in verse 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. It, 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 faith is necessary. Faith, if you will, is the currency of the kingdom. Amen. If you're going to go, go with God, if you're going to go even further by faith, you've got to walk in faith. If you're going to go further in God, you've got to go in faith. Amen. And God told us this year, and I, and I have to keep reminding us, because God told us earlier this year that we would experience things this year that would cause us to, a challenge to stay in faith. He said we would be challenged to stay in faith. 
Anybody feeling challenged on this morning? Amen. There's nothing like a little pandemic to make sure your faith is working. Amen. We are challenged. He said we would be challenged to stay in faith. But the mere fact that he warned us that it was coming lets us know that we were able to handle it. Lets us know that he would be with us through it. Amen. So, so we can rejoice. Amen. The Bible says in James, pull this up, please. James chapter one, uh, verse two. We like to apply this scripture to everyone else, except when we're going through something. This is, this is good advice to give everybody else, John. This is, it says, my brother, count it on joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing, watch this verse 3, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have, watch this, its perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. We love giving this as advice. Man, count it all joy. Until we have to go through something. And then we go to somebody and guess what they tell us? Man, count it all joy. I don't want to hear that right now. We're like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> But this is what we have to do, because even in trials, God is working something in you. He's working something for you. And so we're not, I don't know about you, I'm not joyous about the trial. I got one amen back there. Thank you, Brother Glenn. I appreciate you, man. One honest person in the crowd, amen. I'm not joyous about the trial, but I can have joy because of what God is doing through the trial. I can have joy because I know that God is still with me in the trial. I can have joy because when I come through, I'm coming through as pure gold because God is doing something in my life. Amen. That's why they said count it all joy. That means account it as, consider it to be joyous. Amen. And we can look at trials one of two ways. We can look at it through the eyes of fear or we can look at it through the eyes of faith. I'm choosing faith. Amen. Because I've come to discover when I put faith on trial, faith wins. When I, when I look at the case for faith, faith wins every time. Every time. Amen. There's an overwhelming amount of evidence that I see of the faithfulness of God. He has proven himself trustworthy. Amen. He has true, proven himself trust, trustworthy. He's come through for me too many times for me to give up and lose hope. Amen. Some people would say, well, faith is foolish. It's foolish to believe in God like that. That's foolish. But the Bible tells us that God takes the foolish things of the world and uses it to confound the wise. Amen. I'd rather be a fool for God. Amen. And have credibility with some folks. Amen. I'm staying in faith. God has never failed. Some people see, think that faith is just wishful thinking. Amen. Now, we're not ignorant with faith now. now let, let, me, let me make a little case right here. Because sometimes what we do is we start just naming and claiming it. We just start naming some stuff and claiming some stuff and say, oh, this is this. Yeah, yeah. Blab it and grab it. Come on, sir. We start naming some stuff, and it's like, God ain't tell you that. So that's your word. Then you're mad at God when it don't come to pass. Come on. Well, God, I said, yeah, you said. I didn't say that. 
Amen. Faith isn't wishful thinking. Faith is standing on the word of God. It's standing on the promises of God in spite of what you see. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you understand faith is based on truth? Faith is based on truth. The Bible says, let God be true and let every man be alive. And faith is based on truth and truth is more real than the reality that you see every day. Amen. God's truth trumps reality. I got a strong amen in the back. I need a little more in here. God's truth trumps reality. What am I talking about? The Bible says, or excuse me, the Bible says that by his stripes, you're healed. The report may say something else. You may have the reality that says this diagnosis, but the Bible says the truth is that you're already healed. Your bank account may say one thing. But the truth of the matter is that you're rich because you're with him. That he supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory. God is the God who can create things to bless you. He can make opportunities to bring to you to bless you. Reality says you shouldn't have the job that you have because you don't have the qualifications. But the truth says that God opens a door that no man can shut. We have to choose to side with the truth. We have to choose to stay in faith. Amen? We see plenty of evidence throughout the Bible where God chooses the most unlikely people to do great and amazing and miraculous things because they choose to believe him. Amen? Look at this. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30. It says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. That doesn't make sense. Now, you got to understand who we're talking about. We're talking about Joshua. You know Joshua's job before he became the leader in Israel? He was Moses' general. He was his battle commander. And so God tells him, the battle commander, who knows how to get it done. We're talking about Joshua, the one who told the sun to stand still until he got victory over his enemies. And science proves that we lost the day somewhere. That actually happened. He had all the strategies. He knew how to wage war, but he had to walk by faith. So God stripped him of all the tactics that he had. He said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to walk around the city once a day for six days. Don't say anything. And then on the seventh day, encircle it seven times and then blow the trumpet, then shout, the walls are going to fall. I can just imagine he's kind of puzzled at this point. He said, now I know how, I got this plan. We can flank him from this side and we can take the wall of him. No, 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 no. This is going to be by faith. See, God has had to shut some of us down. He's had to shut down some of our plans so we could hear him. Sometimes we feel like nothing is happening. Nothing's going on. God, what are you doing? I'm not hearing anything. I don't see anything. Let me just, just shut you down. Because everything you're hearing right now is you. It's not me. So let me just not say anything to you for a minute. Let me just leave you puzzled for a minute. So you can come back to seeking me and then I'll tell you what to do. Because he wants us to work by faith. He wants us to walk by faith. Amen? Look at verse 32. What more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon. 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 
mighty man of valor. The Bible says that the, the, the Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press. Now let me explain something to you for those who, of you who are maybe not agricult, agriculturally background. Okay, I'm not either, amen, I had to read it. All right, amen, so, so what he was doing, right, when they thresh wheat, right, they have the wheat, and what they do is they, they get the little pitchfork and they throw it up in the air, and then the wind blows all the chaff and the, the stubble, right, and then the seed falls to the ground. That's how you do it. He was threshing wheat in a wine press. Ain't no wind in a wine press. He was doing it. He was in hiding. He was hiding from the enemy. He was hiding from the enemy because what would happen is the enemy would see them threshing their wheat and they would come and steal it. So he's, he's spinning his wheels in a wine press because he's in hiding. And the angel shows up and said, you mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. I like his response. He said, well, if God is with us, then where's all the miracles? Why? Because he knew the character of God. He says, so if God is with us, where's all the miracles? Where's all the stuff that, that we read about, all the stuff that I've heard about? Where is that at if he's really with us? But God chose him, and he had to walk by faith. He got ready to go into battle. <laughs> the Lord told him he had too many people. He said, you got too many people. He started dismissing folks. If you're scared, go home. <laughs> <laughs> and all the folks just tipped on out. They put the little finger up, just tipped on out. <laughs> and then they got down to the brook, and he said, anybody who's, who, who, who kneels and brings the water up to their mouth, keep them. Anybody else who kneels down and laughs like a dog, get rid of them. He went from thousands to 300. And God delivered Israel with the 300. You thought Hollywood came up with that. They got that from the Bible. Amen. <laughs> Gideon and Barak and Samson, it's not Barack Obama, amen. Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel, the prophets, all these guys, they, they subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. Glory to God. I see a lion. I'm running. I'm a running faith. Glory to God. Quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, and turned to flight the armies of the aliens or the invaders. All these things happen by faith. We have to put faith in the word, y'all. Romans 15 verse 4 tells us that for whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Amen. All of these things we see in the Bible, they're written for us to have faith and trust in God, to see what he did before and expect him to do it again. That's why we read the Bible, amen. And we've taken some of those, their stories through this, this uh, series, and we've learned to apply our faith like they did. Amen. And I have some brothers and sisters here with me today who are going to share some, some testimonies as we make this case for faith. You know, one of the most challenging areas for us to believe God in is our money. I'm going to go over here, Pastor Jim, because they ain't, 
they ain't feeling me. I'm going to come over here. One of the most challenging areas for us to trust God in is our money. It is his money. But when we don't trust him, it's because we feel like it's ours. Because we feel like, well, they ain't making no more. I, I got a job. I only make so much, and there's no way that I can get anything else, so I just got to stick with this. But God is bigger than that. He's bigger than that. And, and, and toward the end of 2019, God told us that we were in a season of increase. He declared it, amen? He declared that we were in a season of increase. And I watch people apply their faith. I watch people take what God said and hold on to it and sow into it, and they've seen results. Amen. So I'm going to let a, a few people share today what God is doing in their lives. Amen. I, I, I'm telling you, that it's one of the hardest places, but you're going to hear some stories of God moving in finances. Amen. Moving in jobs. I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away. Amen. But I'm going to ask Brother James Wright III if he would come up at this time and just kind of share with us what God is, has done in you. Hey, family. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? So when Pastor asked us to do this, I was like, man, what do I really say? Uh, my journey kind of began in 2016. I was working for Igloo Products out here in Katy and had an opportunity to go to Atlanta with J.C. Penney. At the time, it looked like it was a really good move, did. Um, financially, it was good. Relationally, it was okay. It, it, my wife and I still, we were able to you know, go past that and move past and we still built a stronger bond through it. But I left J.C. I'm sorry, I left igloo after a year and I went to JCPenney in Atlanta. I traveled, I telecommuted back and forth. Every other weekend I came home. Uh, it, it was a struggle for a minute, but I, you know, I got through it. I got a lot of frequent flyer miles. <laughs> the positive side. Delta Airlines. Okay. I stayed there for about another year and it's, it's you know, pastors talking just now about how Oh, what was it? Blab it and grab it. I think that's what you said, brother. So I felt like the J.C. Penny gig was for me, right? Oh, hey, that is for me. It lasted for a year. So obviously I blabbed it and grabbed it and it wasn't for me. I ended up leaving there and I went to a company called The Children's Place. Anybody have kids in here? Yeah, okay. I don't know if you've ever shopped there or not. Uh, decent product, right? So I, I left the metropolis of Atlanta and I went to the metropolis of Fort Payne, Alabama. Okay. Town population of like 14,000. The county population was like 30,000 people, right? It was in the beautiful country out there, though, in the hills of, of, of Alabama. Still live here, and I'm still telecommuting. My wife is like, dude, you got to do something different. Because it's, it's not, you know, it's not working right now. She was cool with it while she was in school. But when she started working, it was like, okay, you got to make some changes. So as God would have it, I, the job was okay. The people that I worked with was okay. And financially, it was really okay. 
and I mean really okay, an incident happened on my job between my boss and I where he sent me a very colorful email uh, that, that language and email will not be repeated in this environment. Uh, it was very, very, very colorful. I was at a crossroads. What do I do? I could either stick with the company or I could leave. I stuck with it for about, let me, let me take a step back. When there is a leader over you, whether it's in ministry or whether it's secular, when you lose that trust factor with that leader, right, you can never, ever get it back. I, I don't care what they do because right now you're playing with my livelihood and for my family. Or if we're in the ministry, you're playing with my spiritual life. You, you, you understand? And What's that, brother? You're right. So it's very, very hard to come back from that. And when this guy sent me the email that he sent me, I, my, my trust in him, not that it was ever in him, but as my direct boss, right, my, it was gone. The HR director came to me and she was like, well, you know, you got one or two choices. You know, you can do this or you can do that. I said, this is what I'm going to do. This is exactly what I'm going to do. Y'all are going to pay me about eight or nine weeks worth of salary, and I'm going to go home. And she says, well, the company typically doesn't do that. I said, well, that's fine. Y'all might not typically do that, but you're going to do that for me. I don't care what you do for nobody else, right? But that's what you're going to do for me. So this happened in, I got the email around late August time frame, September the 12th or 13th. I was on the road, my Camry, coming from Alabama, coming back home to Houston. I didn't work. I start a job tomorrow. I haven't worked since... September, the company paid me nine weeks worth of severance. I got my last paycheck in like November, and my wife and I haven't missed a beat at all. I never, we have not missed a beat. So the story actually starts again in 2016. I, I wasn't, Yolanda's always been a very faithful tither. You're going to see how this all kind of comes together in a minute. She's always been a very faithful tither. I was, hey, we got to pay the light bill. If it come down to, to, to you know, $5 in the offering plate or light bill, I'm going to pay the light bill. I had to get out of that mindset, and it was hard. It is very, 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 very hard to do, and it requires faith. It requires a lot of faith because you sit there and you look at it, and even though it may only be 10%, if you're in a very needy situation – Years ago, if it took a nickel to get around the world, Yolanda and I would have never, ever made it out of sight. <laughs> ever. She, re and, uh, man, I, I don't she retired, and, and, and when she retired, it was, like, completely different. Like, we struggled financially. But when she retired, it was like, whoop, I don't know, the doors opened up. I, I couldn't tell you. But it still was all by faith. It was right around 2016. You retired when? She retired in 17, so this really started around 2016. I get out to Igloo the first time in my life I'm ever making what I consider to be a significant amount of money, uh, mid-100s type pay. So I'm, I'm tithing off of that. And at first it was very begrudging, and then it became easy, and then it became 
okay, I got to do this regardless. And I know pastors kind of preached on it or taught on this, not preached on it. He's taught on this before. You don't pay tithes. You, you give tithes. And that was the change in the mindset. Because I went from you pay a bill to now you're giving. And that, ha- that was the mindset change that I had to have. And it, I didn't see anything. It's not an instantaneous thing. It's not, you know, God is not instant coffee, right? I mean, he can be if he so chooses to be. But it was God was testing my faithfulness to say, okay, man, are you still going to continue to do this? And even when times got tight, because we had, our son was in the house. I don't know if anybody got kids, but, you know, when you go buy groceries, right, on Saturday, and you come in on Sunday and have the groceries that you know about already gone, you know, you, you feel some kind of way about that. And then, you got boys. It'd be like, well, well, son, why you eat up all the food? Well, I was hungry. Ain't nobody else hungry? Well, I, I was hungry. So I, so I, so part of us getting out of debt with the kids leaving the house, but that's a whole other story, right? So. That's why when they told you these kids, he, he told us the other day, well, Dad, I can't go back to school till the 23rd. I was like, oh, Lord, come on, man. You just was just home for spring break? Man, come on now. You got to go, bro. You can't stay around here, man. You, I love you. I love you. Love you to life, but you can't stay around here. You have got to go because you ain't going to do nothing but eat up all the food in the house. Eat up all the food. Use all the toilet paper. So they go hand in hand. Okay. They go hand in hand. Anyway, I digress. I, I, I don't mean to get off topic. I digress. So having said that, we started tithing. I became a really, really, really faithful tither. Fast forward, September of last year, I'm not working. I'm still receiving my pay. I'm still tithing. Faithfully tithing. Even off of the pay, I said faithfully tithing. I stopped getting my last paycheck in the November-ish time frame, and we still had enough money to do anything that we wanted to do, go anywhere we wanted to go, whole nine yards. Now, I had two jobs that I, I really, it was one job that I was really focused on, and Pastor tell you about it. It was one job that I was completely focused on. I had been interviewing with these people since like September, and the process was very uh, uh, prolonged, and finally in like, it came down to the job that I'm working, I start tomorrow, and the other job as to which one I, w- I was gonna actually take. Prayed on it, prayed on it, prayed on it. Just knew that job was for me. Hey, I know that job. I just, that, I'm blabbing and grabbing it, naming it and claiming it, achieving it and believing it. Uh, everything else, all the other little buzzwords. Right? I just knew that was mine. In the interim, though, as I'm browsing the Internet, looking at jobs, I said, okay, I see a job at this other company. Let me go ahead and just apply for it. I applied on Monday. They called me on Thursday. I met, I, I, I applied on a Monday. That Thursday, I met with the chief operations officer. That Friday, I met with the CEO of the company. The following week, the CEO was on vacation. I went in the week after that, met with everybody that was a couple VPs and a couple SVPs. The week after that, we were in Las Vegas, and they sent me an email and said, hey, man, when can you start? It was literally just that quick, literally that quick, uh, and it's all God. It, James and Wright the Third ain't have nothing to do with it. He placed the job, and, and Sister Carla 
two Wednesdays ago, Sister Carla came. We, we, we were over in the, uh, the Aloft Hotel. Sister Carla came in, Brooke Lynn came in. She sat down beside him and she said, Brother James, <laughs> God has got something for you. And what she didn't know at that time was, and I never, so Sister Carla, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to tell you just how in tune and connected you are. I had just gotten an email about an hour before that telling me about the job. And you came right in and verified it. I didn't tell you that, but I had, I, but I had shared that with Pastor, and I shared it with my wife, and I appreciate you for blessing me that way because you really and truly, truly did. And I really do appreciate that because you, you, the, the moment that you had spoken that, I was like, wow, she doesn't even know I have, I've received this email, and it was just all verification. So I'm going to get out of your way. Uh, I start tomorrow. I thank God for the position. The last caveat to that is I was hired as director of operation. That's what I signed. On my, on my offer letter, because you receive an offer letter for a job, I signed, okay, hey, we're offering you this amount of money for this position, director of operations. Last Friday, we had a phone call. It was supposed to be a phone call about the organization and some other duties that I was going to take on when I got there. So I said, well, foot, man, instead of me calling these people, I'm going to just show up. So I knock, you know, I go down to the place. They were not expecting me. I popped up. My boss is like, man, I'm so glad you're here. I don't know how we were going to do this over the phone. It's awesome that you came here. So as I'm sitting in there, I'm looking at the org chart. I see my name, and out beside of my name, instead of director of operations, I now see senior director of operations. So I asked, I said... I said, you guys promoted me? He was like, yeah, we just thought it was the right thing to do. <laughs> Not a problem. I'll take that. Not a problem. So I'll take that. And having said that, I thank, I thank Pastor for giving me an opportunity to stand up here. I pray that what I've shared with you all encourages somebody. Understand, and I'll, I'll go back to it, if whatever you are seeking, obviously you get out on your knees and you ask God for it. But I will tell you that it starts with, I don't care where you are right now. We, and we have a saying, particularly in my line of work, because I'm, I'm in supply chain and distribution. You have to meet your associates and your leaders where they are in order to get them where they need to go. So wherever you are, financially, whatever job you have, if you meet with God, and I, when I say meet God, I'm talking now tithe. You're not giving it to Pastor Matt. You're not giving it to the church. This is what you are giving this to God. And though it won't, you may not see it overnight. And then again, again, if God wants to, he can. Right? But if you start doing it and you are faithful and cheerful with doing it, I guarantee you, you see complete change in your life. I am a living, breathing witness to that. And not only has it been in my financial life it's been in every other aspect relationally in my life from dealing with my wife and I to the kids to you you name it right it has all come full circle so I thank you all for giving me a few minutes of your time I really do thank and praise God because it's, it's nothing James right there had nothing to do with it I just happened to be in the right place at the right time when God told me to be there and that's what that's what has happened so Amen. I thank you hallelujah Glory to God.
Did this brother say he got promoted before the first day of work? He got hired for one thing, got promoted before he started. Did I hear that right? Is that what I heard? I was just checking. Amen. I'm going to ask Sister Body to come up uh, and, and share with us, amen, a little bit. I'm telling you, women, we're making a case for faith. We're making a case for faith this morning. Amen. Come on, sis. Thank you, Pastor. Good morning, Bethany. Good morning. Uh, wow. Good morning. Uh, that was awesome, Brother James. And um, he's right on point when it comes to uh, tithing and, and thanking God. And my testimony, wow, um, I'm still in awe a little bit of uh, what God can do. And mine started kind of back in 2018 when um, I really started to pray and ask God for patience. And I had to ask God for not just patience, but the ability and the recognition to hear his voice and to listen to him, to follow what he was saying. And um, I had a problem doing that. And especially, you know, on my job. Um, I love my job. I've been there almost 30 years. Praise God. And, um, you know, doing multiple things. And I kind of settled into uh, being a, one of the uh, senior processors, uh, what they call a processor three. And uh, we have, you know, multiple functions. And as time went on, you know, I just, you know, I did my job. I did it good. I did it very well. We had our uh, reviews um, over the years. And I would get you know, better than expected, which is one of their highest, or um, excelling. And I was, I was good with that. I was happy with that. Um, but something inside me was saying that you can be doing more. And I just ignored it. So when it came to our uh, performance development time to get our raises, well, uh, in 2018, uh, in February, um, I got um, a small raise, and I was thankful for that, absolutely, but it still bothered me, and I said, oh, I should have got more than that. <laughs> I do so much more, and I should have got more than that, but what I wasn't looking at and what I wasn't focusing on, on is what God was telling me and the direction that he was showing me to go. Um, you know, in my job, I was offered even uh, asked to take on another position. I turned it down. Um, it made more money, <laughs> um, but I turned it down. Um, and I think it was just because of the, the stress that I would hear that came along with it, the, uh, maybe the fear, again, of doing something new that I've never done before um, after being there for so long. And um, so I just let everything go. And when I was told that, um, you know, I, I wasn't getting a raise uh, last year, but it wasn't due to my performance. They told me I wasn't getting a raise because I reached my max in my position that I was in. And I really didn't understand that. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean I reached my max, you know? Um, I thought I could go further because I was looking on different scales in home office 
that showed people getting, um, getting, uh, making more money um, in other positions as a processor three, the same thing that I was doing here. So I didn't understand that. They said, well, you know, you're doing, you know, better than expected. You know, everything's good, but, you know, we're just, you know, you've reached your max. We can't give you any more raises unless you change positions. So that didn't sit well with me. <laughs> it bothered me a great deal, and I came back to my desk, and I was feeling some type of way, and I just literally put my head down at my desk, and I was in tears, and I said, God, what am I doing? What, what are you trying to show me that I'm not doing um, that I need to focus on? And I just couldn't figure it out. I came home, and I told my husband, I said, I'm ready to retire. I'm done. I'm ready to retire. They don't want to give any more, you know, raises out and so forth. And, and uh, uh, my husband just said, you know, we'll think about it, you know, some more and pray about it. So that night I went to bed and I was praying about it and really the whole day. And as I was laying there, I kept tossing and turning because I couldn't sleep. And I had, the Lord was speaking to me and just putting all these visions and putting things in my head that... I, I had seen before, but I ignored. I totally ignored. And he just kept on and kept on. And when I tell you, I couldn't sleep. I mean, it was 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock a.m., 4 o'clock a.m. I was still awake, and I was still praying, and I was still listening to God, what he was showing me and telling me that I'm, I'm wasting my talents that I gave you. I'm, and he's telling me, you're wasting your talents that I gave you. And, um, you know, I was kind of hoarding them, and I wasn't being a servant to others at my job. I was doing my job, but I wasn't going, I was doing the extra mile in my mind, but I didn't know there was an extra, extra mile that God wanted me to do. So, um, as he placed that on my mind, I just asked God to forgive me, and I started doing the things that he was showing me, helping people on my job um, that needed it, um, even if they were above me, in training, teaching them the things that, uh, the knowledge that I have over the years. So with the newcomers, everybody coming in, and I stayed diligent with that, and I thank God every day, and I asked him to help me to, um, you know, to, to show me more of what he wants me to do, show me the direction where he wants me to go. And he did. He was doing that like on a daily basis. And as I started doing it on my job and helping different people, and I was barely at my desk doing my own job because I was going around helping everyone, but yet God had it to where I was able to continue to do my job as well as help everybody else. So, oh boy. So um, that time passed. Things started opening up more. Um, I started seeing, you know, more, more, a lot of more of my talent started coming out. My leaders were recognizing, um, you know, different things about me. They were assigning me to different things. Um, and uh, I forgot about the money. I forgot about the raise. I wasn't thinking about anything. And I started getting a lot more joy out of what I was doing and helping everybody. So... In January of this year, um, it was at one, I was at our, uh, our conference, and uh, one of the things our, uh, our leader, one of the top leaders had come out, 
and he was recognizing and, and giving everybody, uh, you know, trophies and some bonuses and things like that. And um, I wasn't, I wasn't in that group, or at least I thought I wasn't in that group. I had, I didn't know, I didn't feel that I was because I was just doing what God had asked me to do. So I was happy for everybody else. I was, I was literally just so pleased and congratulating everybody. And it was ending, and um, we were just about to, uh, really, he was just about to release everyone, and he says, oh, wait a minute. He says, I forgot something. He says, we have one other person. And he says that we are giving the global award to, which is the top performer in the whole state of Texas. Wow. So. Look at God. So he said he wants to recognize Bonnie Miller for outstanding award this and you know start going on and everything and I was I was so shocked I was like oh dear God and all I could do was stand up I just said thank you Jesus yeah. and I accepted that it came with bonus and that was January and then in February just last month I had my PDS my review and again for the whole year, and uh, my sister, my younger sister had just passed away, and uh, so I had taken off work, and the day I went back to work that Tuesday, my leader came to me and she said, I need to talk to you. And I said, oh boy, I've been back an hour. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> so, um, she says, I want to do your PDS. And I said, oh, I thought those weren't until next week. And she says, they are. She said, but I want to go ahead and do yours because I'm going to be off next week. And she said, I want to get yours out the way. And I'll do everyone else's, like 19 other people, next week. When I return, and I said, oh, okay. So, you know, I'm a little nervous, of course, because I didn't know, you know, why she singled me out. So we went in there and uh, went in the conference room and we sat on talking, and, and uh, she had a piece of paper turned over. And I didn't know what the paper was because they had changed some things. And um, she slid it to me, and she says, congratulations. And I said, oh, I said, congratulations on what? And she says, well, not only did you get a better than expected, and she started telling me the different things that um, they were really pleased, you know, and what they had seen, and she turned it over, and it was a digital copy of my salary that I had made and my major increase that I got um, this year, and um, which was one of the highest raises that they give in the company. Yeah. Praise God. And when I tell you, all I could tell her was, it was nothing but God. Yes. It was nothing but God. She agreed with me, and she agreed with me, and she said, you know, you are so right. And I said, you just have to listen to what God tells you. Yes. Follow his direction. Yes. He will speak to you. Yes. He will show you how to do it. Yes. He'll even show you when to do it. Yes. And when I tell you that trusting him is so, so important, trusting his word, trusting his promise, it will get you 
all of your heart's desires because he's a good God. He is a good God. And I love him and I thank God every day. Glory to God. Amen. Wow. So, so let me just make sure I got this right. So you got a raise. Now, did you change position? Oh, no. So you stayed in the same position they said you were maxed out in. So they gave you a raise in a position that they told you you was maxed out in. So you didn't change jobs, just God showed you some things that you needed to be doing. And he paid you on what you're worth. Okay, I I was just checking. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure I ain't missed nothing. Glory to God. Millie, come on up here. Come on, I, I I need you to share with us. This is, this is Millie Randall, y'all. Amen. Come on, come on, tell us what the Lord is doing. Okay. Well, I'm nervous. I don't usually speak oh, in front yeah, of don't, people. Don't. <laughs> this is family. You can't okay. mess this up. <laughs> okay. Um, well, um, back in, I guess, November 2018, I was looking for a way to get out of the job I was in. Not necessarily because it was a bad job. I just was already uncomfortable and uneasy, and I felt that God was telling me to move. Um, I applied for a job uh, with my my dad works at a company. His pastor is actually an operations manager at a location at that company. So he said, "Come in for an interview." I said, "That's fine." I was I felt very underqualified for the job, but I said, "Okay, we'll see what happens." And God is in control. Um, <laughs> I went in for the interview that very next day he called me and he said um, I don't want this for you he said I'm going to forward your resume to um, the manager at another one of our locations and he has another position for you that I think will be better for you so the day after that I got a call from that manager he said well come in for an interview and we'll see what we got for you I went in for the interview and He didn't ask me anything the entire interview. He just said, this is gonna be your desk, this is what you're gonna do, this is, is, I need you to do this and this and this, and when you come in, I'm trying this new project and I need you to help me with this, and I said, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. So um, I started that job uh, the very last week of November um, in May. I got promoted to the department head of uh, that position that I originally got hired for. So six months in, I think, six-ish months in. Um, And I got a small raise, which I was, again, very grateful for. But um, I I felt underqualified for the position still. So I said, okay, maybe this is what I deserve right now. in December, the last Sunday of the year, um, God spoke to us through Pastor Matt and told us that it was time to go even further by faith and push forward and you know things were gonna start coming to us that God needed us to have for us to move forward with his work. And I fully believed that. Around that same time, my husband told me, you need to ask for a raise because you do too much and you don't get paid enough. <laughs> 
And I said, okay, you're right, but I told him, I feel like anything that I ask for will not be nearly enough as what God has for me. So I left it alone. I said, hold your horses, wait. <laughs> and then um, January 2nd, the day we returned from uh, New, Year's, New Year's Day being off, um, I got called into my manager's office and she said, we had done self-evaluations the month before, before they can do our appraisals. I know that we get raises in March because that's what they told us. <laughs> so she called me into the office January 2nd and she starts reading through my self-evaluation. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. I thought we weren't doing this until March. And she said, oh yeah, we're doing this for everyone else in March, but I wanted to do yours now because, uh, <laughs> yeah. so she keeps reading and reading and my manager is not the type of woman to uh, show any kind of emotion or she's, she's a very kind woman but she's not very emotional, she's okay. And she's reading through what she put as my evaluation from her and she started crying. <laughs> and I said, okay, this is getting weird. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> And um, she's like, well, you did better, you, you know, better than expected, and you, you, we, we like what you're doing. And she said, um, we felt, I don't remember her exact words for anything else, but her exact words in this were, we felt that we had to push it forward and make this happen for you now so that we can take you even further in your position. And I said, wait a minute, I've heard those words. <laughs> I said, I just heard those. <laughs> And I was like, okay. And so I'm trying not to cry because I'm like, don't cry in front of your manager. That's embarrassing. And so, and, so, um, and so she said that and I said, okay, this is what God has for me. And then she hands me the paper and she's like, this is how much we're going to increase your salary. And I just stopped being able to think after that because it was such a huge jump from what I originally was making. And she said, this is the fastest and the most that we've increased someone's salary at this location ever. And um, I wanna, that just stunned me. Like I'm still, I can't, I can't tell the story without even not being able to believe it, but God does the unbelievable for us. So um, one of the things that I would always think was, you know, I have to do this job whether I feel underqualified or not as if for God. That's something that my mom always taught me, do everything you do as if for God and he'll take care of the rest. Um, so I guess one of the things I learned is even though you feel underqualified for something God has for you, he's gonna put in the hearts of the people that are watching you what he actually wants them to see, what you're actually bringing out. I have never felt like I did anything outside of what I, you know, should have been doing. I never felt that I did anything extraordinary. But to her, for her to sit there and break down and cry over my job performance, like, only God can do that. So um, I'm very grateful for Pastor Matt for, um, you know, bringing what God has to say to us because if I hadn't heard those words and I hadn't heard them come out of her mouth I wouldn't have believed you know 
this is a hundred percent from God and that's that's all it can be. So let's So let me get this right. <laughs> the fastest ever and the most increase ever because they wanted to take you further. Did I hear that right? That's what he said? Okay, you're free to go. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise, somebody. Hallelujah. We got a couple more. We got a couple more. Leatrice, come on up here and, and, and share. Is anybody getting the message here tonight? Okay, I want to make sure. There you go. Tell us what the Lord is doing. My name is Leatrice. I'm an orthodist. I work at Michael E. DeBecky VA Medical Center with Dr. Miller. And I've been there for five years now. Um, I took the position, I took a lower position. I'm college educated, I've been doing this job for years. So I took a lower position knowing that I need to get in the door so that once I get there and you see me, you can see what I can do. Um, so I was there probably a year and I started as, I wasn't even credentialed yet, so I was there a year, and I started working, and my supervisors and everyone that seen me could see the leader in me and could see how I moved. I didn't see it, but they seen it. And so one day, my supervisor came to me, and she was like, Leatris, do you want to go work at a CBOT from time to time? Me? <laughs> I'm just a tech. So she was like, no, I see the leadership you have. I can trust that when I send you out to do something, you can do it. So I didn't believe in myself at first about it, but the more I'd done it and the more I worked with Dr. Miller and started seeing that I could move up, I always seen going up because in this particular field, it's, pre it's predominantly male. So, and I'm a female, so they treat you really bad because they think you don't know something. So I always make sure when I walked in the room, I knew more than any prosthetist, any orthodist walked in the room. You know what I'm saying? I make sure I study everything so that I don't miss a beat. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't, I don't ever want it to be doubted about my education. Don't, don't look at this. Right here is where I am. And I kept my faith with God because I'd be working and I'd experience different things, but I never lost the faith in God and knowing that the promise that I stood on, that as long as I keep doing the work that I'm supposed to, that it will happen for me. You know what I mean? I kept digging little wells, making sure that the things that I'd done in different places made sure for when the promotion came, it happened. So a year ago, this job, the promotion to move up, came available. It came available on Valentine's Day. So I jumped out on it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get it. I'm going to do this and, and keep it pushing. Well, I didn't get selected because I was trying to make it happen. I was trying to, I, I applied for the position. I, I got this, God, this mine. Go ahead and give it to me. I kept trying, kept trying, and every time it come back, no, no. And I almost got discouraged, and I had to step back, and I was like, God, all right, I'm trying to make this happen. I'm trying to make you give me this. That's not how any of this works. And I could hear, be patient. So I was like, all right, I'm put my head down, and I'm going to be patient, and I'm going to do the work that you told me to do. I met all kinds of people. I wouldn't take it. I'd go to another VA. For what? 
because it wasn't going to be no different. I had to stay where I was to keep my faith. So I stayed where I was, and in a year, it didn't happen. But this year on Valentine's Day, I was selected. <laughs> and last Sunday was the first time I started back understanding and started back tithing for real because I could not. But the only thing I, the only tithe that I could give God was my heart, my soul, because I couldn't, I didn't like most here said they couldn't afford to pay or they couldn't, but the tithing that I could give God was my heart, my soul, the work that I have for him. And now that he's blessed me with that and I understand the faith, now I'm ready to sow into it. I'm ready to grow and to live because he sold into me. So thank you. So let me make sure I got this right. Now, you worked the job, and, and, and I don't want to get all into the GS stuff, right, but it was, it was one level, yeah. and, and you couldn't go from that level to the level that the job was, right, because there was no direct correlation, right, so you can't jump like that. So, so you were doing the job of this level, but you were getting paid at this level. And they said, go out to the Seabock, but to go out to the Seabock where we work, you had to be this level but you were this level so you were doing the work before the pay came before you even opened up okay I want to make sure I got the right so so then so now you're going when you got the promotion you're going to one level but then you're gonna be going to a okay wait wait wait, wait explain that which which, which might we had degree okay explain that please I want to make sure I was a GS7, so you can't jump from a 7 to a 9. I was able to jump from a 7 to a 9, so one year after being this GS9, in another year I'm going to jump again to an 11. And every year after that I get a, a raise for the next five years. Okay, I just, I just wanted to... You're free to go, hey amen. You can... Come on, give the Lord a praise, somebody. I'm hearing a consistent theme of being faithful. Be faithful to God where you are, and he will open things up for you. Are y'all hearing that today? All right, one more, one more, one more. Brother Paul. I'm going to have Brother Paul come up and share. All right, thank you, sir. Congratulations to everybody before me. So it's always good to lift everybody up. So in my case is uh, the year of the increase. So I was, I started in June of 19. So I know a lot of people went back a couple of years, but we was at the conference and that Saturday morning, I normally give my tithes online. So this year, I'm gonna go pause right there for June. And so in July of September, the the pastor was uh, giving a sermon about challenging God for your increase, the increase for 2019. But what happened with me when I was getting ready to give my tithes that, that morning in June, God asked me for increase at that, at that time. So he said, give me more. That's what he said. So without hesitation, I gave more. So time went on and time went on, uh, September, October. So this, nothing is changing but I didn't get the increase. So I'm starting to apply for jobs, applying jobs everywhere, just like, hey, I got to get to this. I got to get to it. 
even had a couple of brothers help me redo my resume, everything. So I'm putting it out there. So, but what I didn't realize is in November, in, in November, uh, instead of me trying to look for jobs outside of where I'm currently at, I started looking for jobs inside. So mid, I say mid uh, November, I applied to a job within the company that I'm in. Um, and then uh, I, at the end of November, I got the call to come do the, the interview. The interview happened uh, January the 2nd of this year. So after going through all of that and playing it forward, that I, when I did the challenge to, to where I want to be for uh, money-wise, that's when uh, in January I got hired and promoted into a higher position because God wanted me in the company that I was in because that helps me help other people. Amen. So that's why I was there. So what I had to do in the process to get to it, I had to change my mindset that I had, like a lot of us been talking about, and that changed my viewpoint, which gave me a better attitude of what I'm doing now. So, and I appreciate it, and it's all God that helped us, helped us all. Really. So thanks. Now let me see if I got this straight. So you were looking to go somewhere else. But then, everywhere, anywhere else but there. <laughs> and so, but God told you to stay where you were. And I remember a scripture that said, Jacob sowed in that land and in the same year reaped a hundredfold. Sometimes we're trying to go somewhere else, but God said, no, I, what I have for you is right here where you are. So you kept sowing in the land that you were in. And the challenge he's talking about is that God spoke and he said, I want you to start tithing on what you want to make. He said, I want you to start giving a tithe based on what you want to make where you want to be. And he started doing that. And so you said, how far, it, was, it was after that that the, that the other, other job came open. Is that right? Did I get that right? Okay, so you went from a, a temporary position. And then kind of tell me, tell me about that part. Tell me what happened there. All right, so what it is, we, you know, we have a, a lot of temporary positions, which a lot of them still going on, but this opens up doors for you to have, jump into permanent positions as well at higher levels. So it, from the position that I was in, I got promoted in two levels up from where I was. So it, it put me into another realm there, so. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I understood. Come on, give the Lord a praise. The Bible says it is required, I'm closing with this, the Bible said it is required of a steward that a man be found faithful. So wherever you are, whatever God has you doing right now, be faithful. Faithful. I'm going to say it again. Wherever you are, whatever God has you doing, be faithful to that. Because the Bible says that if we're faithful over a few things, God will make us ruler over much. The, the key to it is not seeing the few things that you're doing as just a few things. That's the key. When you see what you're doing as this is what God has me doing right now, and you do it as unto the Lord, now he knows he can trust you. If what you're doing right now you're just doing as a stepping stone to where you want to get to, you're not going to value it.
And then God is like, well, I can't trust you with any more because you're just going to look at that as the next point to get to something else. Now, God is a God that increases us, but he requires us to be faithful where we are. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about faithful in a job, as a husband, as a wife, uh, serving in the church, wherever you are, whatever he has you doing, be faithful. Amen. And that's how you express your faith to God. He has it all. God is the one. That he's opening doors. He's bringing increase. He's, I told you last week, he's blessing folks' socks off up in here. Amen. And so, and I believe, and I'm going to just declare this, I believe this is part one. I'm going to say it again. This is part one to the testimonies that we're going to hear about what God is doing. Amen. I'm looking for some different folks to be up here.